This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas on the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina, and I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. The long American nightmare is finally over. (laughs) No Bad Ideas is back from hiatus with brand new episodes, with worst ideas, with more bedraggled hosts, with shakier storylines. It's all here, baby, in the year 2023. Woo! New year, same bad ideas. That's right. (laughs) Same species. I mean, yeah. However, however, for those of you who are are devoted, almost religious listeners to No Bad Ideas, uh, (laughs) we do have an announcement. We love making this show. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's a ton of fun. But it does take a lot of time to make a um, weekly episode of No Bad Ideas happen. And right now we are actually working on a thing that we can't really tell you about. Just yet. The NSA knows, but no one else does. But it's very, very exciting. And we're very, very much looking forward to being able to share it with all of you. But it does mean that for the foreseeable future, We are going to be switching No Bad Ideas to once every two weeks rather than every single week. So just whenever this episode comes out, then two weeks later, the next one will happen. And then two weeks after that and so on and so forth. If we are able to change that schedule, we'll let you know. You'll hear about it here. But just so you know, when next week comes and the No Bad Ideas feed stays quiet. That's why we promise we'll be back the week after that with some really terrible ideas. Maximum terribleness. That's what we aim for here. Yes. And in case you are joining us for the first time, in case 2023 is the year that you are finally trying No Bad Ideas, this is the show where we find examples, be they articles or stories or even just Reddit posts of really terrible ideas that people have had. And then we give each other just 10 very, very short minutes to try to come up with the movie adaptation of that idea or the book adaptation or the comic book adaptation, but just something that in some way is a good story out of a bad idea. Are you guys ready to jump into the first bad idea of 2023? Hell yeah, let's go. All right, all right. Uh, so we've we've made it through, I think, like the thick of the holiday season. We are recording this in the depths of January. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm not ready to let go. I, I want to <laughs> keep holding on to the Christmas, the Yuletide spirit just a little bit longer. Hey, uh, well, no, Advent is over. I was going to make a thing, but <laughs> never mind. And so I found a story about a charming Christmas tradition. Mm hmm. That I'm actually not completely sure we have never talked about this Christmas tradition on No Bad Ideas before. We have done over 200 episodes of this show, most of them at least with two bad ideas in them. So we have done literally hundreds of ideas. 
So I thought, well, if we have touched upon this, it was many, many years ago. So let's kind of do either a new holiday tradition or revisiting with new information, one that we may be already touched upon. But here we go from our good friends at Reuters. And there will be a link to this article in the episode description in case you would like to read along, dear listeners. The headline reads, Peru communities settle scores with Christmas ritual fighting. Wow. I don't think we have done this. I feel like I would remember this one. And I cannot encourage you, dear listeners, strongly enough to click on the link so you can see the tremendous photos of the ritual Christmas brawls. But let's jump into the story itself. So most Christmas ceremonies would be ruined if attendees threw a punch. But in Peru's mountain south, participants of one December 25th festival have exactly that in mind. On Christmas Day, hundreds of residents of the Chumbivilicas province in Peru's Cusco region. I am very sorry. I am probably going to butcher at least one of these names. Even though I am a Spanish speaker, they did not give me tildes to be able to get the pronunciation in the right syllable. They gather to take part in an ancient fighting ritual aimed at settling scores and resolving conflict before the year's end. The tradition, which dates back generations, known as Takanakui, a Quechua name that roughly translates to hitting each other with fists. The ritual has been described as a method of alternative governance outside of Peru's justice system. Fighters aim to settle family, romantic, or territorial disputes with their fists as animated spectators sing, dance, and cheer for their favorites. Fighters are traditionally men, but women are increasingly taking part, according to local media. Ronderos, members of a grassroots justice system in Peru's Andean communities, stand by to break up the fighting when necessary. The fights involve only kicks and punches and end if a combatant bleeds, falls to the ground, or cannot defend themselves. This year's events, i.e. the one at the end of 2022, involve more than 40 fights lasting approximately two minutes each according to local outlet La Repubblica, which live-streamed the battles. Incredible. God damn, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were like having eggnog like chumps when we could have been live-streaming this. Come on. (laughs) The festivities are not all violent. Fighting is traditionally preceded by eating, drinking, and processions. Oh, sure. Attendees also incorporate masks and costumes to channel historical and indigenous symbols of the region, such as a dancing condor. Finally, with scores settled, the fights typically end with a hug, a smile, or a handshake. So that's the end of the story. But I love this. I think that this is a Christmas tradition that we should all absolutely embrace. Just, you know, we're having some disagreement about where the fence should go, whether like, you know, like it's my duty to, you know, fix your roof, Sarah, or whether like it was your deal. We just, you know, we put a pin on it until December 25th and then we settle it in the ring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to start a 10 minute timer right now. 
Uh, yes, please do that. I Very quickly, neither of y'all have heard of Apelia, right? I don't no. think so. So it is a festival that takes place on the island of Shetland, which is in the Arctic Circle, where there is a procession and lots of drinking, and then they burn a Viking ship. This is Scotland, Shetland? Yes. Right, so I yeah. want to combine this, the mountains of Scotland <laughs> and the mountains of Peru, and have like a drunken fight to settle scores while a Viking ship is burning in the background. That's really <laughs> just, that's my pitch. <laughs> What is it about high altitudes? So you're pitching not so much a film or a television series as just a reality show. Just a reality. Like, I would like for this to happen. <laughs> I mean, I'm really here for just like televised grudge settling by combat with burning Viking ships. I know. Like, it really is the next step of the people's court. Instead of just mm -hmm. kind of we're having this like really petty disagreement. Let's go and talk to Judge Judy. It's we're really having this very petty disagreement. Let's go talk to Judge Judy, who will score us based on the fight. I think it's I think it's an infinitely better system. I mean, I think that the way that you you make this fiction is because there's such a long lag time between the initial dispute and and when the fight's going to be is that you have like two families who are feuding over the fence or, or, or something that is petty but also significant to the parties and like the sort of stacked burly brother who's definitely going to be the person who does this fight mm -hmm. something happens to them whether ah, they yeah, like yeah, yeah. when the, the ringer you know, the ringer the, is yeah. exactly like a month before the fight right and so they break little, their they break their hand like something that something. would stop them from competing yeah yes they finally realize their dream of becoming a rodeo clown whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so like someone unlikely within the family, whether it's like a little brother or, you know, a girl uh, who's who is scrappy, but but very definitely an underdog has a limited amount of time to train for this fight. Hmm, I like that. I like that. Does it matter what they're trying to settle? Like, is it big? Is it small? It, like, you know, is it really like who's going to paint the fence or is it like I think it has to be significant mm -hmm. so that like. There's at least like there's pride on the line, you know? Sure. Yeah. At I, least that's that's my instinct. I, I'm curious what you think, Zach. Uh, so I, I'm like going through my head about like what are the typical motivators of like lawsuits? And there's property rights. Mm -hmm. There's like bodily harm. You didn't clean the ice in your driveway. So I slipped and I like hurt myself. Yeah. Right. There's contract law. I'm just trying to think about like what are the like broad buckets of sort of dispute. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's always like divorce. Oh, sure. Whose fault is it in the divorce? We're getting a divorce. And depending on who's at fault, then like that prenup might be void or it might not. Oh, and so there's a lot of money on the line. Money and love. Prime motivators for murder. <laughs> really, this is just turning into another version of a story that we did ages ago about a man who was going through divorce and asked for the lawyer to be trial by combat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe to maybe to avoid that. Um, there's like. Some sort of border dispute that involves this family finds somewhere in their their large form farmland, because I'm imagining this as kind of a rural mountain community wherever in the world we want to set it, um, whether it's in Peru or Scotland or, or wherever. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. No, I think an important factor is kind of, you know, like the nearest town is three hours by exactly. very fast car and we don't have a fast car. Exactly. Yeah. We have like a broken down truck. That works some of the time. Yeah. But they find like on what they think is their property, a dog who becomes like the beloved child 
hood family pet. Okay. Right. And then the neighbors from across the way are like, yo, no, that's one of our dogs. Give it back. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, we found it on our land. And so it's like a property dispute, but there's like a emotional tie to sure, it. Sure, sure. Yeah, like the main character may be a like, you know, very weak, noodle armed 17 year old boy or girl. Yeah. But like their eight year old brother or sister are in love with this dog. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Would break their heart to have to give up the dog to like the mean mountain man across the way. Right. Like yeah, who's who's always ornery and and litigious <laughs> and litigious. Yeah. And w- will fight you quite literally. Yeah. Is it too much that like this man is just like after the dog because or, or like if it was a horse, then it would be like this man is just in it for like, I cannot wait to sell this horse to the glue factory and make some money. You know, I'm here for that. And I, I you know, then we can have a horse girl. So this everybody wins. <laughs> I like that. I, I also had the idea just to maybe like up the ante a little bit of the property dispute, like literally being over a piece of land that has a stable on it. And so ah. it's like, um, ah. like the family horse trade or just, you know, like this is like maybe the the premier destination for racehorses for those in the know. Um, Yeah. And so there is a huge financial interest, but also emotional and uh, thus combat ensues. I quite like this. Right. This is one this this family owns like one of the last non like giant conglomerate uh, corporate partnerships that are all, you know, people own stakes in racehorses and and stuff like that. But this is like where, you know, they just uh, learn to run so fast because the air is so thin on the mountain or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, Something like that. <laughs> I don't know how nature works. <laughs> I'm a writer. <laughs> yeah, we were not paying we were not paying attention in the biology classes. Those Absolutely were not the not. ones that we were <laughs> engaged in. Right. Um, but then and so like the mean neighbor across the way has always resented them and sort of feels that he's found a loophole is like, no, actually, my property line begins at this other creek on the other side of the stable. So everything in that land is mine. Oh, for me, baby. Yeah, that's right. And then like dad is going to fight them. And he's like totally like it's an even match. But then dad gets hurt. So my question is, does he win it before the combat? Is the combat the escalation to win it back? Or, Here's my no. Yeah. Here would, this is maybe my pitch. Mm-hmm. There's an initial combat that happens very shortly after the horses are discovered. After whatever, like you know, like after the inciting incident, there's a very there's very quickly a combat, and our noodle armed hero gets like a one in a million lucky shot and is able to TKO the burly Gaston like son of like the other family. And mm-hmm. the other family's kind of like, hey, yo, we don't like that. We want to appeal. And the judges, the authority figures are, you can do that one year from now. Oh, you know, shit. Like, one year from now, we can like resettle this. And in that time, you know, our main hero is kind of going, okay, nobody get too attached to these horses because we're losing them in one year's time. Right. I like that adjustment. And then, you know, like the younger sibling sell some horses this year. (laughs) The younger brother falls in love with like the horses. And so then it's kind of, you know, we have a year to prepare and the opponent, you know, you see him and he is out there bench pressing other horses. I don't know. But, you know, it's very, very intimidating. Yeah. That truck that barely works. He carries it. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) 
The the only reason why they have that truck is so that that uh, that guy can bench press it. <laughs> Did either of you see a, a movie that came out this uh, last year called Duel? No, no. It's with Karen Gillan. Forty seconds, by the way. Okay. Oh. Well, I'll tell the story offline then. But I think there's an escalation where we realize the Gaston like younger son has has issues of his own and like doesn't sure. like to fight but yep. needs to be seen fighting and so that's it can right. be like a collaboration and they they put on a great fight that seems epic but it's both staged and everyone gets horses and we're to happy come to a draw yep i exactly. love that fantastic 15 seconds what is it called um 10 seconds nine <laughs> eight seven six five christmas fight i don't five. know <laughs> The fist of <laughs> swift fist of justice. I don't know. In the spirit of cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Sold. Sold as Christmas fight. Don't you dare change it. That's beautiful. Oh, amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for bringing. I, I know what I'm doing next December 25th is watching that live stream. Yeah, holy shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. And like, as far as I can tell, everything that I read about this, it seems that it is entirely consensual. It seems that like nobody's fighting that doesn't want to be fighting. Yeah. Now, this um, is appointment viewing. Yeah. <laughs> but for everyone out there that has a new uh, Christmas tradition, you are very welcome. Hey there, Zach Valenti here with a quick reminder that if you love No Bad Ideas or any of the podcasts Gabrielle, Sarah, and I create, you can support us with a monthly membership at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. For as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the No Bad Ideas back catalog and hear every bad idea we've ever done. And as an Idealist member, you could even snag a special shout out in the credits. You can learn more and sign up today at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. Once more, that's nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. All right. And with that, let's get back to the show. Welcome back. I have another idea for us that does not hold a heartwarming Christmas tradition, uh -huh. but is hopefully similarly bonkers. This comes to us and listeners, you can read along uh, with this idea in the episode description. The link will be there. This comes to us from Fox News. Um, I couldn't find a more reputable source, <laughs> but here we are. Every now and then we need to we need to go into a bad place to find yeah. a good, bad idea. Yeah. Um, but I, this headline just drew me in. So I'm going to read it to you. OK. So a California National Guard general was fired mm -hmm. after he allegedly made troops take his mom shopping. <laughs> beautiful wow uh there's other stuff going on that's more depressing but that i loved uh so the california guard national guard fired a troop top commander after reports 
that he used troops to carry out personal errands and put an F-15C fighter jet on standby in an order that raised concerns it would be used to frighten civilian protesters. Oh, my God. Very definitely a bad idea. Wow. Brigadier General Jeffrey Magrum is set to be, quote, involuntarily transferred this week to the Air Force Retired Reserve, which a California National Guard spokesperson said is parallel to a firing, according to a military.com report on Saturday. Still sounds like, I don't know, like they're not getting discharged. Like this still seems a little bit like the cushy version of getting fired. Well, it is the Air Force. Mm, Um, Sorry Sorry to to any veterans of the Air Force. Um, (laughs) The news comes after an internal disciplinary board substantiated multiple allegations against Magrum, including accusations he readied a fighter jet for a possible domestic mission in 2020 during the early days of the coronavirus pandemic. Some officials wow. feared the order result would result in a plane buzzing civilian protesters in an attempt to disperse <laughs> oh crowds. <laughs> Another probe Bro. found that the general inappropriately used subordinates to carry out personal tasks, including an instance in which he had an on-duty guard member drive him on a nearly 120-mile round trip to a dental appointment. Nice. <laughs> now that's how you I- abuse power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For oral health. The unnamed service m- member was quoted in one document as saying that he did not want to take Magrum to the appointment because, quote, my job is to take care of the airmen in the state of California and not be a chauffeur for a general. In another incident, <laughs> Magrum had a guard member take his mother on a shopping trip with the member saying, quote, she was particular. When I say particular, <laughs> it had to be at Whole Foods. <laughs> I mean, this woman produced wow. the general, so like I can only imagine that she is a yeah. lap and a half on her own right. Quote, it took her a long time to decide what she wanted. A lot of comparison <laughs> shopping amongst products. <laughs> <laughs> the report also found that the general failed to complete mandatory cybersecurity training Jesus. for about two weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> eventually enlisting the help of a subordinate to take the training for him. So this is a wow. really uh, our best and brightest. <laughs> in a statement, Magrum didn't deny the accounts of subordinates who had complained about running errands for him, but he said he believed the personal trips were consistent with the Air Force's wingman concept. Quote, uh-huh. I want to reiterate that had I ever heard of any ethics issues like this from subordinates, peers or commanders or perceptions of such, I would have corrected or addressed it on the spot. Magram said in a statement, but the investigation noted that he had been previously counseled in 2017 for similar behavior, saying his wingman argument, quote, rings hollow. Mm. There's a little bit more to this, but this is the gist of the idea. Um, just a, a general, generally abusing power, but the idea of a poor corpsman needing to take uh, a general's mom shopping amused me. So I'm going to put 10 minutes on a timer. Fantastic. The main thing that I'm taking away from this article is honestly how fucking hard it is to get fired if you're a general in the Air Force. Sure seems like, yeah. (laughs) So I give you, for a world that just can't help itself with sequels, (laughs) Uh Top Top Gun Gun Deadbeat. (laughs) Uh, Oh, no. Okay, great. I feel the need, the need for corruption. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like kind of the pettiest, most quotidian, <laughs> boring corruption. But it has to be shot like Top Gun Maverick. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wonder if like if that to keep it like just for the thought exercise of actually making a franchise film, like would you need to bring somebody in to bust the general for like abusing their power and like... <laughs> They have to be impossibly talented to, like, catch them. <laughs> it doesn't really track. Yeah, like, this is a good question. And, like, it's a question of where is the point of conflict? Because one way to do it is basically, you know, like, the new aide-de-camp for the general that just got assigned to him and has to put up with all of the abuse. And then it's a little bit Devil Wears Prada meets Top Gun. What the fuck just came out of my mouth? Um, Something sellable, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or there is alternatively the version of it that is, you guys know that I have a like sincere soft spot in my heart for stories about people that are desperately trying to get fired, but instead keep failing upwards. Um, I, for a long time, thought it would be funny to write a movie about someone that was trying to lose a presidential election and just kept doing better and better. And after 2016, that idea had to forever be retired and will never probably be funny again. But like, there's also the world of this general keeps trying to just abuse his power in ultimately harmless ways. Like he's not starting a war, but is trying to get fired and just kind of keeps getting further and further merits and more and more slaps on the wrist that don't amount to anything. Either way, though, Sarah, either either way, though, Sarah, the movie is 100 percent directed by Michael Bay, though. Oh, yeah. I like the, the, the approach from the perspective of the general better. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's because there's this offer for them on this cushy corporate board, but they need to get out of service and they can't retire for like another 15 years or, or what have you. Sure, sure. But they but, can't get dishonorably discharged also. Yeah. But I like the pressure coming from the general themselves and like. It then becomes sort of a commentary on, you know, sort of um, top echelon military politics, uh, which I don't know enough about. But it's a a little catch 22 now. Like it's a movie about bureaucracy gone mad and about sort of, you know, he does something. He orders someone to, you know, take a jet in order to bring his mother across the country so that she can celebrate her sister's wedding or whatever it is. He is, you know, when like whoever shows up to discipline the situation, the airman that took the jet gets fired, but the general doesn't get fired because it's like, no, 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 no. Paul, don't be silly. Now, uh, forgive me for knowing fuck all about military, uh, but like they have like, uh, what is it called? Large bands, marching bands. Uh-huh. Could they get them to play at said wedding? Like, is that something you can requisition <laughs> yeah. and just like get? I, I don't know if that's like a platoon of airmen or if that's like their own division. Or I whatever. mean, most there's so there's the national band. Like each service has a band. Yeah. Um, right. And then uh, some regiments also have bands. Um, so he he might be able to do do so that. He would have swinging. several at his disposal, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Not necessarily at his disposal. I think the. The Air Force band is at the disposal of the commandant of the Air Force. Ah, but if uh, a phone call was... Um, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. If some orders were forged. Perhaps. Yeah, right, right, right. That's I think you'd have to go with it. It's just like... Excellent, excellent. Yeah. But okay, so he has this sweet plum deal. He's become kind of... This guy's probably at least in his, I want to say, 
I'm going to say 50s. Yeah. He's been a general in the Air Force for a while. He has this plum offer waiting for him. He needs to get discharged. He does one kind of corrupt, but ultimately very harmless thing. Thinks for sure that that's going to be enough. It's not enough. Yeah. He tries another thing slightly bigger. It's not enough. He tries another thing slightly bigger. It's not enough. Where does it escalate from there? Like, at what point is there a change in the rhythm? Like, does he eventually succeed in getting fired? Does he become chairman of the Joint Chiefs? Possibly. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Does he get deployed in battle? Sure. An excellent question. My instinct is, is that like all of these sort of attempts at line crossing create a situation where he is now uncomfortable with what the next escalation would be mm-hmm. okay. um, and m- perhaps like turns whistleblower somehow. Hmm. Um, and that's when the bureaucracy like comes down on him. <laughs> or it could be funny if he somehow receives some intelligence of an mm-hmm. attack that was coming. And so he knows actually like that they need to mobilize some troops and he takes it and people are like, ah, you're not going to get us, Bob. You know, like we know that this is just you. Like we've we've seen you doing these oh, like sure. wacky things. No, 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 no. That was the first half of the movie. This is 100 percent real. You need to mobilize the troops. And everyone is just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're sick of your games. Right, right. We're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You got us to, you know, go shopping with your mom and all that other stuff. But we're not going to fall for it this time. Get serious, man. <laughs> Three minutes. What happens then? I mean, I think that's like probably it's a lot of him trying to just now go in the opposite way of the bureaucratic machinery, where at first it was extremely easy for him to just snap his fingers and make things happen. Now it's a lot of him kind of going, you know, we need to do this. Well, no, you no longer have clearance for that. We, you need to like talk to like Admiral whoever of the Navy. Why would I need to talk to Admiral whoever of the Navy when what I need to mobilize are like the Air Force? Well, you need approval for this, that and the other. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of kind of dealing with Kafka-esque bureaucracy gone mad sort of no-win situations with the knowledge that the clock is ticking. (laughs) While Alaska is lost. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. Does this end like Dr. Strangelove style with like a nuclear attack actually happens? Or like, does he sort of lose it and get like a Section 8 discharge? And that's how he gets around the thing. It'd be funny if it was actually a prank by someone else. Oh, that would be funny. funny. Like, it'd be funny if it was like all the rest of his, um, all the people that he abused in the first half of the movie, getting him back for <laughs> taking his mom shopping. But I think that after that, they all do get dishonorably discharged. That's that's the happy ending we're all hoping for. Yeah. Uh, you have about a minute and a half left. Um, I mean, I think that Brian Cranston is going to have a great time playing this general. I think that he is. Oh, yeah. No, he's born for this or this is born for him. Yeah. It's a shame that Steve Carell did Space Force already. Um, yeah. So he couldn't yeah. be yeah. a member of the bureaucracy. Well, no, yeah. he can be a member of the bureaucracy. He can be like the guy he has to answer to. Here for it. Here for it. Um, You've got uh, about a minute left. What's it called? Dishonorable. Oh, that's really yeah, that's good. Really good. That's, that's really good. That is really good. good, Zach. That's what I'm here for. I quite enjoy that. Yep, 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 mm. yep, 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 yep. Mm. Right. And then in the last scene of the movie, he's finally a civilian and he tries to get his military discount somewhere. And it turns into like an enormous bureaucratic nightmare to just be able to buy like a six pack of beer with the military discount. And he, you know, just has to kind of like face the reality that's just the way it is now 
It's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. That's right. Any last thoughts? You got about six seconds. Uh, oh, I already said Brian Cranston, so I think that uh, that's about all I've got. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we'll call him up. Um, I, I love it. Uh, a Brian Cranston bureaucratic Kafkaesque nightmare. Let's go. Uh, with our sincere apologies to anyone listening that is a veteran of the armed yes. forces. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And our, sincere our, apologies our respect. to anyone who had to serve under this man. Yikes. Yep, 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 yep. This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show possible. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jeffrey Felsher, Gemma, Rena, Robert Johnson, and Leap Flame. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you really love this show, let us know by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen and consider sharing it with someone you love.